This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. The Jets have spent the better part of this week almost trying to convince us to believe in Zach Wilson. Zach is our guy. Zach is our quarterback. There's two major problems with that. They were going with Mike White. Fans were, were crawling out for, for Chris Trevler in that Jacksonville game. So that's the big one. They didn't believe in him last season. And then secondly, it's kind of hard for you to have faith in, in Zach Wilson when the people trying to convince you their judgment about him has been wrong every single step of the way. It would almost be better in some ways if the team was saying we don't believe because they've been wrong consistently. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The Jets have been like that character mush from Bronx Tale when it comes to Zach Wilson. Everything that they've touched with him has, has gone wrong. I just showed that to my son. Bronx Tale is actually a really good uh, life lesson movie. Like, it's a, it's a gangster movie, but there's life lessons in there. You don't get those life lessons as much in Goodfellas or Casino. Godfather's some life lessons. But Bronx Tale, there's a lot of good life lessons in there. Some of the characters in the movie should have taken those life lessons, but they didn't in real life. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So we'll go back to the phones here in a second, but I did want to hit on the Giants on one thing. It's amazing to me. Everybody was trying to come up with the the right way to describe how bad that loss was on uh, Sunday night. And they had that one stat that the Giants did like six things in that game that no team in NFL history had ever done that. All those things in one season and the Jets did it, or excuse me, the Giants did it in one game. I think the best way to describe how bad that loss was, it broke a lot of Giant fans. It's almost like that one loss wiped out Almost all of the positives of last year, criticism of the coach, pessimism for this season, the Daniel Jones stuff. Anybody who watched that game on Sunday night and came away thinking, boy, Daniel Jones was the problem or the biggest problem. What were you watching? I get it. He's coming off the contract, $40 million. You can't wrap your head around that. Daniel Jones, I'm not going to tell you he was good. He couldn't have been good. It was impossible to be good. The rest of the team was horrendous. He was eaten alive back there. I was looking, uh, pro football focus, they grade all the players in every game. And the Giants' right guard, Mark Lewinsky. So they grade everybody on a scale from 1 to 100. Mark Lewinsky got a 1. <laughs> he got a, That was his rating for the, for the Dallas game. He got a 1. And... You don't have to know all the ins and outs of the grading system to know that one out of 100, that's not good. That, that is not what you're looking for. And you just look at the contrast of last year for the Giants. Week one last year, rallying from down 13 points in Tennessee, the two-point conversion, getting a one-point win, running off the field, all except to this year, week one, wow. Talk about a contrast. Couldn't, couldn't be any different. And now you get to week two, and of all the teams, what is it, 16 teams that are 0-1? How many, how many teams are there? 30 teams? Whatever. How many teams there are 0-1? And, and got now the one that's 0-2 in, in the Vikings. Uh, there's no team that needs a win more in week two than the Giants. Because if you lose to them, who are you beating? 
A lot of teams looked bad in week one. Steelers, absolutely manhandled. The Bears looked inept. The Bengals, it looked like they were moving in slow motion. Nobody looked worse than the Giants in week one. So um, I, I think the lesson of week one is, is that when the Giants take on the really the most talented teams in the sport, they do not measure up, which would make some sense because they're still digging out of the Gettleman years. Problem is that you have two of the most talented teams in the sport in your division, and after the Arizona game, you play another one of them in four days in, in San Francisco. So not great. Not a great situation. So what I'm saying is this week is a must win. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's get some calls in here. Let's go to uh, D is in Queens. D, what's going on, my man? Listen, Sunday, people should be optimistic, but not for the reasons that they're talking. I legitimately think this might be Zach Wilson's last game as a Jets starter. I don't think he makes it through the, through the, through the game. He, it because was of injury or because of performance? I think injury. I don't think he makes it through the game. Okay. And, I mean – I need Jets fans to stop saying they're cursed. They got what they deserve. You have a 40-year-old quarterback. The reason you have a 40-year-old quarterback is because I remember particularly your GM laughing at the concept of drafting Lamar Jackson. Then you kept drafting wrong after that at that position. You kept drafting the lesser dude, but I ain't going to go into why because that's a whole different discussion. Either way, whether it be Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, blah, 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 whatever. But you're getting what you deserve. You wanted a 40-year-old quarterback to come and be your savior because you, you, you draft improperly and you didn't set him up properly with a field. How many Jets and Giants players tore up their legs on that field and, the, and both teams refused to put grass, okay? The best thing for the Jets is if he does get injured, right, and then they could start over, which is what they need to do instead of keep trying to put Band-Aids on, you know, a gunshot wound. Like, enough is enough. This guy ain't good, and you keep trying to just, you know, package, you know, bandage it up and make it look good. Enough. They need All right, to move D. on. All right, D. I, I hear you. Um, now, is D – thanks for the phone call. D, is, is D related to you, Joe Leo? Because you guys, you guys should go out and get a drink together. Very... I, I don't know if that's apples-to-apples apples comparison. Uh, you're, you're about as negative as he is. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not wishing an injury on – Zach Wilson. I don't know that he was wishing. I think he's just predicting. And Zach Wilson has got hurt quite a bit. And and looking, you could not pick a worst a worse situation to be getting thrown into here against this, the the Dallas defense and and not so much the defense is is the eighty five Bears. I'm not making it, but it's just the pass rush and the Jets have their offensive line issues and Zach is under pressure is is not good. So it, it, out of all the games that you play this year, there might be tougher games. Like the Chiefs game might be tougher to win. But I don't know for the quarterback himself if you could have gotten um, a worse matchup here. Look, they tried to do the grass at MetLife. Uh, how long ago was that now? It's been a while, and it, and, and it was terrible it was, it, it, because of all the events they have there. Could they fix that? Yeah, I'm sure they could. If they throw money at the problem, they, 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 they could fix it. But it doesn't seem like that's uh, the way they're going to go. It does seem like a freaky thing. And even the great Eli Manning didn't think that the injury to, to Rodgers was a result of the turf, but it's kind of unknowable. I don't know that anybody can say. There are definitely injuries that you would say and you point to and say that was the turf, that was the turf. I don't know that you can say that with this one. I don't know. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on? 
Hey, good morning, GD. Shout out to the company. Hello, Harvey and Joe. Wanted to definitely call in and because I, I, I'm at acceptance. I'm already accepting that the season is over if Zach Wilson, if we're, if we're forced to, you know, endure Zach Wilson for the rest of the season. I'm not going to wish injury on him, you know, or predict it or even try because, you know, at the NFL, anything can happen. But um, the. The problem is, is can he actually put four to five passes together to actually sustain a drive? And if he can't do that, then it's going to be a long day for the for for, for that cop for for that that jet defense because eventually they will get tired and eventually they will stop get they, they will have like a turnover drought like they did last season. And that's kind of where my concern is, and I do agree with the previous caller um, that, that this, the sooner we move away from this Zach Wilson saga, the better the better it is. Because right now, you know, I remember you said, you know, the whole casting and everything else that goes along with it. Now I feel like I'm in a bad uh, I'm in a bad trilogy where we just watch the first movie wasn't good. The second movie was horrendous, and now we're watching even a worse, a worser trilogy. Where, and, and and we're just hoping that you know it just has a different ending. All right, um, Jose. Thank, thank you I hear time. you. Uh, okay. Uh, well, look, uh, you're at acceptance, and if you're at acceptance, that's I guess good for you. I, I think that a lot of people look at the Rogers injury and now feel like that kind of gives the Jets a, a free pass on the season. Uh, that that the results don't matter as much because the expectations of the season, especially the high end, are, are not going to be met. You're not you're not going to win a Super Bowl. I think clearly. I don't think you're going to have some deep playoff run. But it doesn't get you a pat like Jose was presenting it like they're going to win four or five games. You don't get a free pass on that. If you go back to the well this year, and 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 Zach Wilson is the worst version of 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 the things that all these callers are saying, or or somewhere along the lines of of what the callers are, are predicting, in terms of him just derailing the season, where he can't he can't complete a couple of passes on a drive to to keep you in a game. I don't think that you get a free pass on that one because this is again the guy that you picked, and this is year three, and it was clear after year two we cannot rely on him. In any big spot, we should probably get somebody there who's a little safer option just in case our 39-year-old quarterback might have to miss a game or two. Now, it's turned out to be a whole lot more than a game or two, but I don't think that this is going to derail the season. I think if you get to week six, somewhere around there, the Jets are, if you're, you have more than enough evidence at this at that point, what is this version of, of, of Zach Wilson? Is he any better? Can you win some games with him? Can you get to eight, nine wins? Can you play meaningful games late in the sim- in, in the season? And if not, you will have to go out there and, and you're going to get somebody different anyway because you need somebody. It can't be Randall Cobb as the backup. But you'll have some evidence at that point. I don't think that it's going to happen this quickly. And I don't think that it's going to do – you won seven games last year. You were in all the games last year. Now, it was very frustrating because if you had any, if you had a little higher level of play at quarterback, you could have been a whole lot better. You could have made the playoffs for the first time in forever. So I get that. But I don't think that the season is going to be derailed like a lot of you are predicting. And 
I almost think in some ways you might be better off if, if Zach Wilson goes out there and just shows you he can't do it rather than having the false hope that maybe he can if we do this, if we do all these different things that you have. Everybody else has to be perfect for it to be acceptable with the, the quarterback play being what it is. 1-800-919-ESPN is the, the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to, um, let's go to uh, Fran in Massapequa. Fran, what's going on? My man, Gordon, what's up, baby? Hey, Fran. I don't know where to go for me. I, I, the, the caller back a few, uh, three callers ago, not Jose, before Jose. Forgot his name, but I very, don't, I very don't, good. Fran, it's D? Was it D? Maybe, but very good call. I agreed with him. The Jets had a chance to, to draft any one of those quarterbacks, or at least Lamar Jackson and the other guy he said. The bottom line is this, with Zach Wilson. They went with Zach Wilson. Before he was drafted, I'm pretty sure there was a story that came out by the team, right, that he was a bad guy. He didn't want, they didn't want him to be the captain all that stuff. Is that true? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't a, know about a bad guy. No, there was, yeah, there was a story. Where sounds vaguely familiar the about the captaincy thing. To be, what? Uh, the captaincy thing sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know that necessarily yeah, he was, was a bad guy. A, team, a couple of teammates said he was no good. But anyway, the Jets drafted the guy. Okay, I like the guy in college, but it's very simple. I played a little football. He ain't an NFL quarterback. Now, here's the bottom line. He don't. He never played in college. He played like whatever it was a season. They just took him. They failed with him. They they benched this guy for a bum, Mike White, an absolute bum who happened to have a great game. And when I say bum, I mean on an NFL level. Now, the bottom line is this. The Jets have screwed this whole thing up. The bottom line, okay, they go out, like the guy said, 40-year-old quarterback. They drafted this kid. They This this coach, Saller, is a moron, and I'll tell you why. He told the he's, – he's lying to Jet fans. He told Jet fans last year, Zach Wilson ain't good enough. I got to bring this this broken-down valise in here, this little guy, and, and start him, Mike White. He benched Wilson. It, he should have been gone, Zach Wilson. It was over. Now he brings him back about eight months later, whatever it is, and tells, tries to tell – not me, I'm a Bears fan – tries to sell this garbage to Jet fans that this guy's reborn? Yeah. The it, bottom it, line is this. I said it was going to be a failure because I hated Aaron Rodgers because I'm a miserable, rotten Bears fan that he beat up all the time. I didn't want to see the guy get injured. I wanted to see 16 games where I could root against him. But the bottom line is it happened. The Jets are done. If this guy is the quarterback, they're done. This guy, I'm telling you, he's not an NFL quarterback. This is the Jets. You, you, someone made a great point once. You can't change the name. Jets and the Mets. You can't change the name. That's why they suck for 50 years. You're the- All right, Fran. Uh, I, I get it. Um, and, and the thing with the – I think the thing with the captaincy was with when he was at BYU. Uh, that was something that came up. I don't know if that was what Fran was remembering or if he was thinking uh, something with the Jets. I'm not sure. But um, here's the thing. If he is, it's almost a blessing if he is that bad. You're almost better off for the, the, the duration of this. If he's that bad where you can't win, you can't win a game with him with this defense and this running game. Well, then even the Jets will have to admit it. And, and go out there and bring in someone else and, 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 and not be relying on this guy. And you're right. Part of last year and the hoopla surrounding Mike White 
it, I don't even know that it was necessarily Mike White as much as it was. It kind of felt like anti-Zach Wilson. I don't know that the, 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 the team and the players were so much, oh, Mike White is going to go kill it. it. It felt at least a portion of it was anti-Zach Wilson. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. And I get it. What people are saying about uh, Robert Sala, it really does, it sounds like he's been, uh, he's been like brainwashed. He was one guy last year. Now he's been, it's almost like going back to an ex-girlfriend. That would be the best analogy. He broke up with a girlfriend last year, told you all the things wrong with a girlfriend, doesn't want to see that girlfriend again. And then now he's back with a girlfriend. He's telling it, now she's actually really good for me. Go read a book, go do something. She's actually, uh, she's, people forget how good, how many good things she's done for him. Well, you're the one who broke up with her. Not, we don't have the power to break up with her. You did. What a difference a year makes. What a difference a year makes. Week one last year for the Giants, the resounding win. Brian Dable, what guts. What a call this year. Oh, my God. Nothing went right. Last year, everything went right. This year, nothing went right. Last year, Jets, we can't do this Zach Wilson anymore. This year, have you seen Zach Wilson? He's made some some big strides. What a difference a year makes. Let's go to Brian in Manhattan. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Gordon. Uh, Look, I, I think anybody that says the Jets are done, full disclosure, giant season ticket holder, uh, but not a Jets hater. I see no reason to hate the Jets. Um, I hope they do well. Um, but, but you know, the idea that they're done is absurd. They have a ter- terrific defense. They have a great, great running back. Garrett Wilson clearly is a, is a star. And they don't really need that much from the quarterback position. The problem versus last year is that their schedule – so the NFL loves to do this. Um, the schedule is a killer this year, last year not so much. But Sala, Sala said, and I quote, and I love the positivity. I'm all about positivity, and I think backing your players in public is the only way to go from a coach because you need to keep the locker room. But he said, we got a lot of faith in Zach. People forget he, he, was 5-1 and one before the bye week. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you trying to sell the idea that somehow Zach was responsible in any way for the 5-1 and one record? Like, that's where he loses me. And I'm bummed because I sort of like him. I like Salah. But I think that was the kind of statement that literally can make people just roll their eyes and never believe you again. Well, Brian, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think that they were already on that on that train. If they uh, just the the public support because it's just been so negative surrounding Zach's play, I, I don't think that most people are going to buy it. But he has to put it out there. That's what he has to say. Uh, and I I agree with you that the Jets do have a lot of good things, and I don't think that they're just going to now go win four four games this season. But to make the counterpoint, like look at all the things that had to go right just to win the game on Monday night. You had to get four turnovers. The running back had to look like Barry Sanders, and you won on a punt return, uh, f- uh, a punt return for a touchdown. 
I, it was a very narrow path to victory. Now, they, they got that narrow path, but I don't know how many times you're going to get that narrow path in the future. So uh, I can understand uh, the negativity. Thaddeus is in New Jersey. Thaddeus, go, my man. Um, but so I'm, I'm just a little bit upset about how everybody is saying that the jet season is over. It's It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I'm just going to echo what your last caller said. But I, I want to add, like, there's people acting like there's no progression in in the quarterback position from one year to another. There is some type of progression. He is not going to be a bum. Like, I don't know why everyone is saying, "Oh my God, he can't do it." He's he's what twenty something years old. Like, he there will be some type of progression. Now, I'm a Packers fan, so I followed Aaron Rodgers to the Jets because I really like Aaron. But I don't dislike Zach Wilson simply because there will be some type of progression. And I believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to help him just to help himself. So I, 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 I just don't. And then and, 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 and the, the Jets team as a whole is a really good team. I mean, not fantastic offensively, but good enough we we have seen lesser teams get to the playoffs with uh maybe not as as weak of a quarterback but like i said who knows there has to be some type of progression from last year to this year all right that is well there has to be uh thanks for the phone call there has to be progression unfortunately there has not been you're saying that there has been progression there has to be progression there's not been his rookie year he completed 55 percent of his passes He threw nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 69. Nice. Actually, it's not nice, but. Uh, uh, 2022, he completed 54% of his passes. He threw six touchdowns, seven interceptions, and had a quarterback rating of 72.8. So that's, that's not progression. That's the same thing as there was before. And, and listen to even what you're saying. You're presenting the positive case and yet even you were saying, well, there probably hasn't been a team that's made the playoffs with this bad a quarterback. That's not exactly ringing praise for Zach Wilson. Here's the thing. If he is this bad, as, as everybody is stating, and it might not be a bad thing for the long term if he is this bad, because then that'll force your – the worst thing you want is wishy-washy, where you get to week six or whenever the trade deadline is around uh, Halloween. I don't know what week that is in terms of the NFL schedule – and 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 you still you're kind of holding out hope but it doesn't look great and you're still in this middle ground you're better to have definitive so maybe in some ways him being bad and really bad might be the better path forward because this can't be a wash of a season and i don't think it's going to be and a wash of a season is four or five wins where you get to halloween and it's already over we've had plenty of seasons like that and, and had plenty of seasons like that for the jets 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, it is what I learned on TikTok this week. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. 69, nice. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. 
All right, people, you know that music by now. It is what I learned this week on TikTok. How this works, very simple. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. It's so addictive. But I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. So we've crafted this segment to uh, give a little airtime to both Joe and Harvey, whoever works on the show that week, whatever time slot we're in. I will give them four pieces of information, one of which is something true and something I learned on TikTok this week. Three pieces of the information completely made up. I've just uh, concocted it with my own demented little brain. And we'll see if they get it right. We'll see if they get it wrong. They've been doing very well the last couple of weeks, which um, seems a little fishy. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie one bit. But let's get to it. Joe Harvey, who's batting leadoff today? I'll go first. All right, Joe's going to go first today. All right, here we go, Joe. Um, Number one, in seven seasons of the TV show My 600-Pound Life, only three people featured on the show have been single. Number two, the most distant man-made object now in outer space from Earth contains a song about donkeys written by former President Jimmy Carter. Number three, Coca-Cola is older than Italy being an official country. Or number four, George Washington's personal doctor proposed a plan to reanimate the president after he died with blankets, sheep's blood, and an air pump. So to recap again, let Joe kind of get his bearings, hopefully not be looking this up. In seven seasons of the TV show My 600-Pound Life, only three people featured on the show have been single. Number two, the most distant man-made object from Earth contains a song about donkeys, written by Jimmy Carter. Number three, Coca-Cola, older than Italy. Or number four, George Washington, after his death, his personal doctor proposed a plan to reanimate the president with blankets, sheep's blood, and an air pump. I'm having a hard time believing that only three people on mm-hmm. the 600-pound You would think, right? Just, But anytime I've checked it out, they have had a significant other there. But just percentages. Yeah. Like, the, if you do seven seasons of It really of makes you rethink the diet show. and exercise and all this stuff. You no, know? but seven Pat, seasons of it, like, even catfish. Like, you would think, like, somebody had to have been more than three More people. than three, right? Seven seasons of a show. I don't know how many episodes they're doing of that. I don't know if it's supersized or whatnot. Well, it's TLC. Maybe it's still 22. Who knows? It could be. It's a lot of shows. I can't do that math in my head right now, but it's it's a lot. But with that said, I'm having a hard time. I'm going to lock in uh, the the Jimmy Carter song made, made okay. from, from uh, Earth. All right. Locked in. Locked in. Consider it locked in. There we go. No, that's, that's, not, that's not true. Jimmy Carter never wrote any songs about donkeys, so far as we know. He keeps that for his private collection. So that's out. Thank God. Thank God Joe got one of them wrong this week. All right, so we're down to three. Seven seasons of the show, My 600-Pound Life. Only three people on the show have been single. Number now two, Coca-Cola, older than Italy. Or number three, George Washington's personal doctor wanted to reanimate the president after he died. Now... This is the 1700s we're talking about with reanimation. Yes, yeah. Or maybe early 1800s. I'm not. I, I can't. I can't be. I, I can neither confirm or deny. So, but 
You know what? I'm going to go against conventional wisdom. I'm going to lock in the first answer that, that, that only three people in the history of my 600-pound life have been single. George Washington died 1799. Just a clarification. Uh, all right, so you're going to lock in my 600-pound life. Yes. No, that's also incorrect. There have been more than three people that have been. And then there have actually been 11 seasons of the show, so it's even more than that. But it does seem an unusually high number of people on that. It puzzles me. So many years of my life single. It really makes me reevaluate things. All right, so we're down to two. Coca-Cola older than Italy or George Washington's personal doctor wanted to reanimate him? Give me Coca-Cola, just because reanimations, reanimation in the 1800s just seems preposterous. Right. Locked in. No, that's also incorrect. No, the correct answer, that George Washington's personal doctor proposed a plan. <laughs> How did we not learn about this in school? He wanted to reanimate the president after he died. He had, he had ordered certain uh, objects, blankets, sheep's blood, and an air pump. They, they decided not to do it. Although, I got to be honest, it was, I was there at the time. Not that I think that it would have worked, but I, eh, let's see what he's got. The we fact got... that they had air pumps in the 1800s? Yeah. That kind of threw me off, too. An air pump? I mean, talk about America. We got a, we got a zombie president. Take that. Take that, other countries. You can't even kill George Washington. How long do you think that would have worked, weekend at Bernie style, if they just I, I'm not sure. Back in the Back in the 1800s, it probably would have worked for a while. People back then, we, we didn't have access to any information. Everybody was an idiot. Everybody's an idiot now. We do have access. It actually might have made us dumber. I'm going to say 10 years they could have got away with it. I think back the then, smell would have started to be a tip-off. Oh, the sheep's blood will cover that. I, I don't think that sheep's blood is that stinky. All right, let's uh, move on to Harvey speaking. He's thinking, no, I'm just kidding. Harvey, you ready, my friend? Let's do it. All right, number one, an adult horse's brain only weighs three ounces. Number two, Robert De Niro hired famed attorney Johnny Cochran to sue the band Bananarama over their song Robert De Niro's Waiting. Number three, in Section 6 of the iTunes End User License Agreement, Apple specifically forbids you to manufacture a nuclear missile using iTunes. Or number four, Lemmy from the band Motorhead was born with a parasitic twin growing out of his back. All right, so to recap, number one, an adult horse's brain only weighs three ounces. Number two, Robert De Niro hired Johnny Cochran to sue the band Bananarama over their song Robert De Niro's Waiting. Number three, in, the sec- in Section 6 of the iTunes End User License Agreement, Apple specifically forbids you to manufacture a nuclear missile using iTunes. And number four, Lemmy from the band Motorhead was born with a parasitic twin growing out of his back. All right, this is pulling at the heartstrings here because I do love Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. He was great in The Irishman. Great movie. <sighs> you see, you think, I this is the person I'm wearing. That Irishman. Oh, my God. Talk about needing an editing. Oof. Three and a half hour bonanza. Oh, my God. Do Don, like- Greg- Don was raving about that movie. I'm wondering if Don has ever gone back on Netflix and watched that again. I doubt it. And uh, I do like Motorhead, too, but you know what? Big Motorhead fan, really? All right. Uh, just a few songs, not, not, okay. not all crazy. Right. That's all right. Let's go with, you know, let's go with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Okay. Yeah. Locked in? It is. No, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. I just uh, made that one up. 
I don't even know if Robert De Niro has ever heard the song Robert De Niro's Waiting. So again, an adult horse's brain only weighs three ounces. Section six of the Apple uh, Agreement forbids you to manufacture a nuclear missile with iTunes, where Lemmy from Motorhead was born with a parasitic twin growing out of his back. All right, this is a. Uh, this could be straightforward here. I'm gonna go with uh, the horse's uh, brain. brain. Yep. No, it actually weighs like uh, I think it's like 20 ounces. It's not smart. They're not smart animals. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say it to their face. I you wouldn't. could. They're not smart. They don't. Know, they don't. They don't understand English. One don't kick and you'll forget you're everything about yourself. Right. All right. So you're back down to uh, you're down to two here. Uh, this is much more of a, a, a representative edition where everybody's getting everything wrong. Yeah. I like thanks. This. this is. Whew, I was worried. I thought I might have to get rid of this segment. Uh, Section 6 of the iTunes end-user license agreement, Apple specifically forbids you from manufacturing a nuclear missile using iTunes. Or number two now, Lemmy from the band Motorhead was born with a parasitic twin growing out of his back. I'm going with iTunes here. iTunes? Yeah, give me the iTunes here. Lock it in. Yes, that is correct. Who reads those those license agreements? But yes, in Section 6... Of the iTunes end-user license agreement, Apple specifically forbids you to manufacture a nuclear missile using iTunes. Much like the uh, George Washington thing. I don't know. I want to see what, how how close can you get? How close can you get to making a nuclear missile using iTunes? Maybe you might need a couple of Motorhead songs. Who knows? That would really bring it full circle. All right, so we're down to one last one for people uh, playing at home. This is where we switch it up. This one will have three true facts and one lie. And uh, this time around, Harvey and Joe get to team up or go their separate ways, whatever they want. The four facts are, number one, at one point, the Dallas Mavericks had three point guards, all with the same birthday, June 26, 1984. Number two, actor Robert Redford suffered from polio as a child. Number three, the city of Key West once had a fire chief named Bum Fardo. Or number four, the singer of the song Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum, later joined a satanic cult. So again, to recap, at one point, Dallas Mavericks had three point guards on their roster. All of them had the same birthday, June 26, 1984. Number two, actor Robert Redford suffered from polio as a child. Number three, the city of Key West once had a fire chief whose name was Bum Fardo. Or number four, (laughs) Bum Fardo. Uh, Or number four, the singer of the song Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum, later joined a satanic cult. Now, just for clarification's sake, you're not pulling the wool over our eyes this week? Uh Uh-huh. No, there is is one lie in this grouping. Okay. I'll uh, say good catch, Joe. He's up to those games again. I didn't want a repeat of last week. Right. I, I understand. I, I didn't either, and we haven't so far. J- Joe got them all wrong. Harvey got most of them wrong, so I like it. Well, I'm going with Bump Fardo here. Okay. I, I, that does not surprise me one bit. After you're after you detailing all the things that you ate last night. Dude, that was, that was so much fun. Tell the people where you were. I went to the San Gennaro Festival in Little Italy yesterday. Sensational time, right? Really fun. I believe Eat it's your face there. Off. I think it's there until next week. But yeah, oh, oh, fried Oreos, fried rainbow cookies. I had. Calamari. I didn't know fried Oreos were an Italian. It does end in a vowel, but I didn't know that that was an Italian thing. Well, look, if it's there, I'm there. I got gotcha. you. 
All right, Joe, what do you got here? I'm going to go with Robert Redford having polio as a child. All right. Locked in? Locked in. Both of you are wrong. Yeah, no, Robert Redford did have uh, polio as a child. It was a mild case. He didn't have to go into an iron lung it's or anything wrong. like that. Uh, and, yes, the city of Key West once had a fire chief named Bum Fardo. He was uh, convicted of drug trafficking, but before his sentencing, he, uh, he disappeared. Not, nobody has seen or heard from Bum Fardo for quite some time. So we're down to two. At one point, the Dallas Mavericks uh, had, a three, had three point guards on the roster, all the exact same birthday, June 26, 1984. Or uh, the singer from the song uh, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum, later joined a satanic cult. Oh, man. I'm going with the satanic cult. All right. Joe, what, which way are you going? you going with Harvey or are you going your own way? Uh, much like cult activity, I'm going to follow him down the cliff. All right. Both locked in. Yes, that is the lie. The singer of the song uh, Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum, never did join a satanic cult. But the, at one point, the Mavericks did have three point guards on their roster. All had the, the same birthday, uh, June 26, 1984. I think it was uh, Darren Williams, J.J. Barea, and there was another guy. I can't remember who the third guy was, but yeah, there you go. And that, my friends, is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now, because of the segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Back to complaining about Zach Wilson next, only here on The Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. People, listen up. Join your favorite ESPN New York hosts at the ultimate tailgate party located in lot G17 before the Jets take on the New England Patriots on Sunday, September 24th. So a week from Sunday, we'll have plenty of tailgate games, music, and prize giveaways. The ESPN New York ultimate Jets tailgate is brought to you by Corona, Don Julio Tequila, and Guinness. And I will be out there. I think Larry Hardesty will be out there. I think uh, Rick and Dave are going to be out there for sure. I've heard Barton Hahn will be out there. Among others. We never know who else might show up. But uh, that's uh, a week. And boy, a lot on the mood of that event is going to depend on this week with the Jets taking on the, the Cowboys down in Dallas and, of course, everything with Zach Wilson. All right, let's get some phone calls in because – uh, we, we're already, I mean, the, the show is already loaded up for this last hour. Might be the most jam-packed hour we've ever done. So let's bang through as many of these calls here we can before the top of the hour. Let's go out to uh, Lee is on Long Island. Lee, go. Dave, how you doing, sir? So, hey, Lee, what's going on? Uh, uh, first of all, you did a great job all summer. You were filling in. You were the Swiss Army Knife. You were a rock star this summer. I just wanted to let you know that before I got to my point. Um, uh, secondly, uh, a couple things about um, Jack Wilson. First thing, um, People that think that, uh, you know, even if they brought in a quarterback, what about Aaron Rodgers next year? If you look at his contract, they owe him like $70 million still. He's the, the, the dead cat that they'd have to cut their team just to, just to cut him. So he's not going anyway. He's the quarterback next year no matter what. If Zach Wilson wins the Super Bowl, they're probably going to have to make him the quarterback next year. So he's not going anywhere. Regarding Zach Wilson, I don't believe he's ever going to be a good quarterback. I think he's absolute garbage, but – um, the thought that he can't change, I mean, if you look at uh, – he can. I mean, theoretically, the team can have a different perception of him. If you look at last year, what everybody was saying about Aaron Rodgers was he was a diva and he was a malcontent and he thought he was better than everybody else and everything like that. Then he comes to New York and all of a sudden he's the greatest teammate in the planet and everybody loves him again. So, you know, the, the people's perception of, of a player can change. 
Um, and, and the third thing I was going to ask you is, and this is outside the box, but the Jets still need a backup quarterback regardless of what Zach does. He gets hurt every year. A guy I, I would think about would be A.J. McCarron, and here's why. And before you tell me I'm crazy, let me just defend it. Um, he's been a backup most of his career. He played really well in the XFL. I know it's like saying he played really well in preseason, but like he did. And which means he might be a little bit more in game shape than some of these other free agents that, you know, you, you could pull off the scrap heap right now that weren't really in a camp. You don't have to trade anything away for him, which the Jets can't afford to do. That's why people that, that were talking about, like, you know, Kirk Cousins coming here in a couple of weeks, you'd have to give up a first. They already traded draft capital for Rodgers. They're not trading more draft capital for a rental. Um, and McCarron is a veteran. He's a smart player. He can learn that playbook pretty quick. He could be that veteran on the sideline um, that can help mentor uh, Zach during games and stuff like that. Because Rodgers, I don't think he's allowed on the sideline, especially for away games, because he's not – once he's on IR. So it's not like he can even be there. Um, and I just thought that might be a viable solution for uh, a literally a, a true backup quarterback. All right. Like, well, look, uh, McCarron, I don't think has played in the last couple of years. I don't think he's on a roster this year. Uh, I can check, but I, I'm almost positive he was not on a roster last year or didn't play uh, last year. So I, I would think that they have – see, the thing is the Jets don't have to get somebody with the, the highest of ceilings. They have to get somebody with a safer floor than Zach Wilson. That's what they should be targeting whenever they go out and get the next guy. Um, not so much – uh, worried about draft capital or worried about this or that. They got to get some. When you get a backup quarterback, you want somebody who, in a pinch, can go out and win you a game. Now, the Jets need more than that, but I think they have more than that to offer. So I think that that, to me, Gardner Minshew would be the, the number one guy on the list. If you could get Gardner Minshew, that would be my guy. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, somebody like that, somebody who's got a safer floor than what you got right now. Let's go out to uh, Dave is in New Milford. Dave, go. Hey, Gordon, great to talk to you again. How you doing? Hey, Dave, what's going on? Hey, so just want to touch point on your last couple calls ago. Fran, if he's mm -hmm. a Bears fan, I think he should be worried about why their organization thought Trubisky was a better quarterback than Mahomes and, and uh, Watson, and if Justin Fields is actually an NFL-type quarterback. So he should probably, as Aaron Rodgers would say, keep our team out of his mouth. Yeah, they got um, enough problems. Just, yeah, just to get to my point, though, I think uh, these next couple of weeks, we're going to see uh, with Zach Wilson if LaFleur was the big problem with him and his development or if he's just, just not that good of a quarterback with, uh, with Hackett. Um, tomorrow's game, though, I think what I saw with the Bills game, it was very pedestrian when Zach went in. It was very much so a JV offense where it was run, run, pass. And, and with the pass, it was very you know short dump-offs. I'm not saying tomorrow we're going to throw 50 times. With our run game, we should never throw 50 times, even with Rodgers. But I think Hackett's got to take a couple more shots, middle of the field and deep shots with the play action, because then also that's going to open up more holes for Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. So just want to get your thoughts on what type of offense we should run tomorrow. Thanks for letting me talk. Well, Dave, yeah, thanks for the phone call. Um, th well, they've spent all week telling you that they believe in Zach Wilson. Tomorrow you get to find out if they actually do. If it, if it is the type of thing where they're not going to let him screw up the game and they're not going to give him a chance to, to throw interceptions, they're just going to keep it as vanilla as possible, hoping the defense can keep him in the game, well, that tells you they don't really believe in him. So, they, yeah, they do have to take some shots. You can't just uh, think that uh, Brees Hall is going to save you and run him 50 times. They're going to have to take some shots with him. And here's the real test. It's not what you say. It's what you do. The Jets spent all week telling you they believe in Zach Wilson. 
tomorrow we can see just how deep that faith is. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Two hours down, one to go. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Well, I'm going with Bumfardo here. 